Welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. Here we share our favorite destinations, travel tips, ideas for saving money, and stories from our adventures. Be sure to check out our show notes at twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes. Welcome back to another episode of Two Travel Dads Podcast. I'm Rob, and Chris isn't with us today, but instead I have a super special guest, Miss Megan from Mommy Travels. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> so um, Megan has moved. She's relocated from up here in the Pacific Northwest down to Texas. And so that's how I know her because she is another amazing travel blogger. Megan, what, tell me a little bit about both Mommy Travels and stuff you do with cars. Tell me about that. So I'm kind of all over the place at times, but Mommy Travels is primarily a family travel blog, but it's also girlfriend getaways and adult travel as well. Um, I've been writing it for 11 years now. So um, with, yeah, I think I'm, I think I cover about 22 countries and we're adding countries all the time. Our our next big trip is uh, Sri Lanka. So we're very excited about that. And then um, about five or six years ago, I started incorporating cars into it because, you know, Cars are a big part of life, especially family life, because a lot of families cannot afford to fly. You road trip, and that road trip needs to be pretty comfortable, and the car really can make or break a trip. It's so true. That's why I love my Subarus. Yeah. 2019 was the year of Montana for us, seriously, with three different trips, all to Yellowstone country, and it was it was amazing. I only did um, one. I know. I didn't do three. <laughs> I know, but I... I I got my fill of Montana last year, but I'm excited because I think we're going back this year too. Montana is such an amazing state. It just, there's so much to offer and such a, I don't know, just such a diverse amount of things to do. Yeah. Regarding road tripping in Montana, both Megan and I went on separate road trips, both going out of Billings and ending in Bozeman, but going two totally different routes, which I thought was fascinating. We are going to talk about that right now. Let's start just by like kind of chatting a little bit about Billings. What did you think of Billings as a town? Did, did it surprise you? Was it the Montana you were expecting? What are your thoughts? Well, so I've been to Billings before. So one of my lifelong best friends went to college, high school, junior high together. She got married in Billings. She married a local boy and she lives in Billings. So it's not my first trip. And it's interesting because it has changed a lot since she got married like 15 years ago. Um, and I just think the place is getting better and better all the time. Yeah, I was really genuinely impressed by it. So I went I went to Billings. Oh, actually, I went to Bozeman three times this year. But Billings, I just did um, that one time. It surprised me both how cool and living in the Pacific Northwest, we've got such awesome breweries and cool kind of reclaimed spaces. And Billings is totally like that. It's the Montana translation of Seattle. <laughs> and Yeah, did you go to the Cider House while you were there? Yes, we totally did. It was so great. So, gosh, we actually – so Billings has this whole, like, brew trail that goes through the downtown area. And we did – gosh, we did the Billings – Brewing Company. We did um, Montana Brewing Company. Uber Brew was really cool. What was the name of the really, really awesome one right there? I know the, the Cider House was Last Chance, and I really Last liked chance. that place. That's what it was. It. Last Chance. I actually ended up going there twice. I was there for like five days and went there twice. Good times. That's funny. I went twice, too. I mean, it's a really cool space, though, like the the beautiful brick and the open ceiling and the industrial kind of... Yeah. Yeah, no. Billings... Billings is a surprising destination that kind of blew me out of the water because I was not expecting it to be number one as cool and also um, as kind of modern in terms of like the culture. So everything from like the art museums, I really loved the Yellowstone Art Museum. I thought that was, did you get to go there? It was, no, I didn't go there. It was really cool with, you know, very 
you know, Montana art focus, a local artists and all their um, handicrafts also. So that was really cool. But, um, and that's all in Billings. Yeah. It's like right downtown, just like off of the, the row of all the breweries and everything where I'm pretty sure we spent most of our time. (laughs) Yeah. Yellowstone art museum is right smack downtown. It's good sized. It's not like as big as the Seattle art museum, but, um, for being just this pocket of art and culture in central Montana, it really surprised me and I loved it. Yeah, good times. Oh, I hate that I missed that. I did a really long bike ride all through Billings. They've got an extensive trail system. Yeah. And I spent several hours just biking. Did you do the, the did you bike from the Rim Rocks down through the town or where did you go? Uh, yes, actually, yeah, I started up on the Rim and then we biked down, we biked along the river and then we did cut through town and eventually we ended up in downtown where we started hitting the breweries. Awesome. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. The, it the, was a tough day. That's kind of the, the, the thing in Billings that I noticed was that um, biking and breweries go hand in hand. So it's not like you're like drunk biking, but... Um, yeah, it, it's really great. The types of tours that they offer of the city include biking and brewing. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I was out with um, Austin Adventures, and I think you did it the same the same type of trip too, didn't you? Just a yeah, day. yeah, I went out with Austin Adventures also. Um, they're really really cool people, and um, but when we went, it started dumping rain when we were rappelling. So oh, so that's actually how we started our day was up on the Rim Rock. So if you haven't been to Billings. The city is kind of set down below a series of buttes and cliffs. So there's just this beautiful like canyon wall that kind of surrounds the city. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So you can rappel off of them. It's like reverse rock climbing. And both Megan and I got to do that separately. I think it would have been fun if we would have gone together because I at first was really chicken. <laughs> I, well, that's the thing. I feel like the biggest baby about it. So I don't know that I wanted anyone that actually knew me to see what a baby acted like about it I mean I got the I got the photo for Instagram so I look I look like I'm like slaying it but what you can't see in the video and of course I cropped the video so you can't see it where I'm begging the guy to pull me back up and he's telling me no he's not going to pull me back up but you conquered it yeah I did it once (laughs) well I went we'll we'll find a place creepy to go over the side of a cliff there's a lot of uncertainty and I gotta say it's actually I found repelling to be a little more scary or nerve-wracking than rock climbing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, I'm trusting this man to not, like, let go of this rope. I've never met him before. I mean, granted, he was great, but, yeah, it was super scary, I thought. Yeah. But everyone else in my group went, like, ten times. I was like, okay, now you're just making me look pathetic. We had somebody in our group um, not necessarily paying great attention and kind of slip a little bit and fall backwards and catch herself, and she was kind of stuck upside down. And, yeah, good times. Moving on. That's, that's funny. When I got when I got towards the bottom, he's like, "Oh, he's like, you're spinning some circles down there." I'm like, "No, I lost my footing, man, and I can't, I can't stop. Like, I'm not doing this on purpose." <laughs> you know, it's not for everybody, and that's okay. Was there anything else that? Gosh, I just I ate a lot of really great food in Billings, but I feel like we can kind of move on and get on our road trip route. Yeah. Well, yeah, we just we just covered the entire city, so. I, yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's other things to do. But. Oh, I know we. I, <laughs> I think we might go back this summer because there is a couple of things that I know the kids would really enjoy. 
Um, but we'll save that until we go. So moving yeah. on and heading south, um, was your first stop Livingston or, or where did you guys go from Billings when you left? Livingston was our very first stop. So okay. we, and we just popped in um, briefly. We walked around the town a bit and got coffee, but man, that is an adorable town. Yeah. So it turns out that Livingston, Montana, it, first of all, it's got this fantastic like 1920s to 1950s downtown core that is actually where they shoot a lot of movies that take place in those periods because it is still so um i mean the neons are incredible and the marquees it's it is not what you would expect to find in montana it is colorful and cool and really vibrant with lots and lots of good food um i know when we were there we got to we went to catabatic brewing which was delicious i love montana beers i didn't think that they were going to be too different from Washington beers, but they really are. And if you're a beer person, they're a lot less hoppy than we do them in Washington, which is great. That's one of two breweries, right? I think there's another brewery there too. There is another brewery, but I didn't go to that one, so I wasn't going to talk about it. But... I didn't go to either, so. Okay. <laughs> but no, yeah, so we we went to there, and then uh, we also we went to this really cool place called Gill's Goods, which is basically like this really cool old mercantile. But it has really awesome food and really great sandwiches and salads, and their desserts were amazing. I had a memorable lemon bar. Really? Yes. Okay, that's, I mean, a lemon bar is not really a memorable thing. So that's why I called it a memorable lemon bar, because it's not a memorable thing, and it was delicious. So Interesting. If you're driving through, voila, there you go. We stopped at like 9 a.m. We left super oh. early. So we continued on to... Gardner, Montana. Yeah, we ate at a place called um, Wonderland Cafe and Lounge, and that mm-hmm. was really good. And that's in Gardner? Yeah. Yeah, like right outside the uh, Roosevelt Gate. Yeah, so the Roosevelt the Arch North. is the north entrance to Yellowstone. And I was really surprised. So I, I've got a couple other things I wanted to chat about before we get into the Yellowstone side of things, but I was really surprised to see how Gardner has both developed and grown and stayed an Old West town. I was, I really thought Gardner was cool. Well, it's kind of like just like a, like a strip of a town. Like there's just this one strip and it's very touristy. It is Um, very touristy. Did you see that they've got these really cute, like boutique Western B&Bs now? Yeah. I thought, I thought the whole place was super cute. Yeah. We already decided that our next trip to Montana or to Yellowstone, we're going to be staying in Gardner if we're not camping because it's. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. I know. Right. Um, but Hey, mm-hmm. before we dig into Yellowstone though, I wanted to call out a couple of quick things, um, that are North of Yellowstone that we did when I got to go through Livingston. Cause we did some really cool, um, horseback riding. We went with bear pot outfitters and we actually got to, um, go up out of, um, it's like south of Livingston, so I'm just going to call it Livingston, but um, go up into the mountains through these really beautiful birch forests and mm. the sweeping views of this specific spot of Yellowstone country are gorgeous. So the mountains are so different from any other parts. Like if you think about like glacier up to the north or like even like going down to the Tetons, it's the landscape is completely different and I love it. So anyways, so that was a highlight for me was getting to go and do that and then um the other thing i wanted to hit on there's this town called pray just like you would say a prayer oh yeah i know right pray montana i've never heard of it right it i had never heard of it either and i've been to montana 30 times in this specific area you know in pray there is this place it's called the chico hot springs 
and it was built in like the early 1900s. There is a beautiful historic hotel kind of nestled back in this weird hot spring area. And then this gorgeous um, indoor outdoor sort of hot springs pool where one of the pools is super hot and then the other is like hot and cold kind of. It is like straight out of a 1910 postcard for like women wearing weird long swimsuits with like swimming caps and men wearing like swim jumpers and stuff like that and like splashing around. That's what this place reminds me of. It's got stained glass windows. It's got just cool woodwork and taxidermied animals. And then there's just this beautiful hot springs pool. We should go. I'm picturing, think, I'm picturing you dressed like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't wear <laughs> vintage swimwear. Next time. Next time we'll have to get some swimming costumes. No. So that was a really cool like surprise place with Chico hot springs. And then for, for us, we didn't get to stay down in, in, did you guys stay in Gardner or you just stopped in Gardner? No, we just stopped for lunch. Oh, okay. So, where so we, we weren't there very long at all. Yeah, when we did like Chico Hot Springs on like our road trip, because we were clearly at a different pace than you guys, um, we stayed at this really cool place called the Sage Lodge, also right there in Prey, and it was gorgeous. I kind of hit on it a little bit in the in our episode about you, the need to knows for visiting Yellowstone, but yeah, oh my gosh, Sage Lodge was beautiful, and I would love to go back there and stay for a whole week. It was just amazing. It opened my room like. I had a corner fireplace. I opened up onto this patio with the mountains and a lake right outside my door. It was gorgeous. But moving on. Uh, so we talked. Oh, about- I, you know, oh, so I'm looking at, so that's in between Livingston and Gardner. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's funny because. So like, I must have driven right through there. Yeah. It's like you and me were kind of chasing each other and passing each other. I'm sure that um, we were literally. I wish I'd known that. I know. I'm. <laughs> pretty sure we were just like moments apart from saying hi constantly <laughs> but which is crazy i mean there's a lot to see and do there so i know it's i can't crazy. believe that we had such different itineraries for our road trips and yet we were yeah totally in the same spots you know hmm. um so but moving on from there so we talked a little bit about gardner and how cool that is and then um driving through just kind of that upper northwest corner of Yellowstone National Park. So Yellowstone's huge, right? It is huge. Yeah, the upper, the northwest corner is kind of fascinating. So that's where you've got Mammoth Hot Springs, which we chat about in our most overlooked spots in Yellowstone because there's, besides just what you see from the road, there are some really cool, colorful springs at Mammoth Hot Springs. I always recommend people actually stop and get out and do all the like walks and stuff. Um, And then- Yeah, so we we did that. We stopped and got out and I- I regretted not researching ahead of time to see what part was more active than because when I was there prior, the part that we saw that was so active, which is where I thought, well, let's walk straight there. Yeah. It was kind of a dud. Yeah. And by that time we're exhausted. Yeah. No, I mean, those boardwalks and stairs, you can really, you can get your steps in (laughs) at Mammoth Hot Springs. Like if you start at the bottom and then actually like climb the whole thing and then go up and do the walk around the upper geyser or upper hot springs terrace um yeah you by the end you've gone a couple miles it's crazy and i wish i wish we had started at the upper and then walk skip the lower <laughs> i mean no, that's, just that's, skip it. and just skipped it oh well i'll send you some pictures of I know it's lazy, other but... cool spots that i got um and then so going from mammoth though out to because i know your next like big stop was west yellowstone 
Uh, where else did you guys stop on your route through the park? Did you stop in like Swan Valley or Norris or anything like that? Um, I think the area we stopped in was Norris where Porcelain ba- Basin is. Oh, is that the same area? I think? Yes, the Porcelain Basin. I'm going to tell everybody, you got to listen to episode 19 of Two Travel Dads podcast where we talk about the most overlooked sites for geysers in Yellowstone. The Porcelain Basin is at the top of my list for favorite places. It is so beautiful and amazing and yeah. What 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 was it? I don't remember, well, I don't remember how many geysers are back there, but it's. I mean, we walked past at least seven, and we did the short trail. I know that there's a longer trail you can go on. Yeah. But we were just trying to kind of hustle. We had um, that was not a planned stop, so we we're trying to get through it pretty fast. Yeah. But just when you when you're up above and you're overlooking Porcelain Basin, I mean, just the colors, the that bright blue water and the steam, and I mean, you're just looking at it's just beautiful. It's, um, it's just stunning. Yeah. It's the thing that, so that specific side of Norris, it, um, it doesn't have a lot of like the geysers, like you might think of that are like spewing like 40 foot streams of water. Um, there are a bunch of smaller geysers, but then it's the hot springs that are mixed into it all. And just all of the mineral deposits that make the porcelain basin so cool and different and you know it's got those the dead trees in the middle of the like flowing water and it's uh, it's so beautiful i love it i'm so glad you got i to was that. super nervous that one would go off and spray us though i mean you're going pretty close by these guys who's on the boardwalk but i mean obviously they wouldn't have put the boardwalk there if it was a problem I know. well it's so when we were walking by oliver totally got sprayed by the hurricane vent and it startled him and he took off running because it's just this like crack in the rocks that spews water and steam and it's really really loud and um as a parent it both made me very happy because it was so hilarious and i kind of felt bad for him it scared him so bad (laughs) well he'll remember it i know right so then heading out of norris though you guys went right over to west yellowstone is that where you stayed the night or did you just drive through there also no we stayed the night there um and we stayed at the gray wolf inn and suites which i thought was super just well set up for families mm-hmm. they had they had like little some more kits at night that you could take out and do on the fire pit out in front of the hotel oh awesome um for those of you that drive teslas across the street are um the superchargers which i know is a huge deal if you're driving a tesla so uh but we also had like an incredible meal while we were in west yellowstone too into the tapas restaurant called cafe madrid and it's seriously one of the best meals i had all year really that's it's, so it's it's funny. So West Yellowstone is kind of this, it's like a funnel where everybody who wants to kind of cash in on the tourist scene for people going to Yellowstone, they kind of end up in West Yellowstone. And you, there are people from all over the world running these great, like small restaurants and cute little inns right there in West Yellowstone. Like we, we found yeah, the and- taco truck ever. Oh my gosh. Loved it. <laughs> oh, really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's it totally, it was this, this random taco truck that it, it's like not even on the main drag. It's kind of like in the neighborhood of West Yellowstone. We found it. I'll find the link for it because I actually have a little, a, a Facebook page and stuff and I'll put that in the show notes, but um, delicious, amazing, and exactly what you need after a really long day playing tourists in Yellowstone. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's kind of, um, you're right about people being there from all over the world because the woman that owned the, the, um, top of this restaurant that we went to, she's from Madrid. 
Oh, see, there you she go. She came over from Spain like 14 years ago, I think. West Yellowstone is like the melting pot of the Rockies, kind of. Yeah. Which is, I mean, when you look at it, it's like a cowboy tourist town. So you just wouldn't guess that all of that's there. Yeah. Have you gotten to go over to Cody, Wyoming? I haven't. Okay. Maybe that's something that we should do without kids next year. Let's go have like a cowboy oh, adventure. Okay. <laughs> um, what else did you do when you were in Yellowstone though? Or in West Yellowstone. In West Yellowstone. Oh, we went to this really interesting um, rescue place that rescues grizzlies and wolves. Um, it's called the Grizzly and Wolf Discovery Center. Uh, they also have otters there, which, you know, they're super cute. Are so. they, are they, they had, animals that they've had to, like, relocate from in the park and stuff? Or are they have they been injured? Do you know? They. Um, I think it's both. I think some of them, they had to relocate from the park because the people were feeding them and... It just kind of became a problem, and I think others they are uh, are injured. So I believe there were eight bears there, and when I was there, they're adding way more to it. So I think they're probably going to have a lot more bears over the next couple of years. They'll have room for way more. But it's kind of um, I mean, it's kind of a random place, but you see a handful of animals, and they had a playground for kids. Oh yeah, and it's it's right there. Um, isn't it kind of it's by the big museum in West Yellowstone. So it's not like you're going way far out of town, right? I, actually, that's it's where the Tesla superchargers were. It's right oh, across the yeah. street from the hotel we stayed at. Oh, yeah. So it yeah. is, yeah. So, yeah, it's right on the main road. I mean, I guess there's a couple of main roads, but... <laughs> there's at least two. One of the main roads. <clears throat> yeah, you can't miss it. Um, and, you know, so West Yellowstone is also... There's more to it than the town. If you are doing a little road trip and you didn't get to see a moose in Yellowstone... Something that we recommend is head west out of town on that main drag towards um, Lonesomehurst. You'll mm -hmm. go through some different kind of like marshy, streamy areas. I've seen more moose out there in the stretch between Lonesomehurst and the town of West Yellowstone than I've seen within Yellowstone National Park. So that's kind of like my secret wildlife viewing that's area. That's a great tip. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, because why would you head why would you head west out of town unless you're like camping way out there? That's where the KOA is, is um out that way. I think there's actually two KOAs. Yeah, it's just the invite the habitat is perfect and there are very few people way out there. So if you are the type of person who likes to go and drive and just sit and wait and watch for wildlife to show up, that's the place to do it. I'll never go there. That's not the kind of person I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of person I am. Um, and then I just wanted to throw out real quick, um, when we were there this summer, um, we stayed at the Holiday Inn in West Yellowstone, and it was a really cool hotel for families. So we, we were able to have a really awesome family suite with a little like kitchenette and separate bedroom. And then there's a good restaurant at the hotel, as well as a vintage train car museum in the hotel which is the most which i actually heard about that but i never had the chance to go over there and see it yeah. it seems really wild that they would have train cars it, in there we finished our breakfast and we're like i'm sorry what what's this is this a museum that we have to walk through what's going on and the kids just thought it was the coolest thing it literally is just this perfectly preserved train car full of both like memorabilia as well as antiques from the time and it's a part of the hotel yeah that's really neat. I know. That's really cool. Who knew? Was it free? I mean, was that included in the yeah. hotel? Yeah. If you're a part of it, if you're staying at the hotel, it's there for hotel guests. And yeah, total like bonus weird find. If you're not staying at the hotel, do you think you could go in there and look at it? Sure you could. Like if you're like going to the restaurant or if you just happen in, 
I can't, th- there's nobody who's like taking tickets or anything. So um, Got I, it. I think it's something that's there for everybody. So I think we should move on from West Yellowstone, but I wanted to call it one other thing. West Yellowstone. So if you've, there, it's big on the West Coast to have art installations around your town for whatever, <clears throat> whatever your city is known for. So like Victoria has um, orcas that are painted by different local artists. Seattle, we've got pigs on parade. And so there's random pigs around the city that are painted. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like there's um, down in Florence, Oregon, they do sea lions that are painted that way. And in West Yellow. You know what? That kind of makes me feel better about my hometown. I'm from West Texas and we got jackrabbits all over town. See? It's a thing. And did you did you notice what there was in West Yellowstone? There was art. I'm just going to guess it was bears. No. Bison. Artfully painted bison all over the town. Super cool. So next time no, you I did go, not notice that. I know. You got you got to be watching for these hmm. things. The kids are always looking for them because they know that we go places that have them. So they're always trying to find like that special art thing. But moving out of West Yellowstone, let's head north, hit up Big Sky. I got to visit Big Sky several times this summer. You got to was it your first time going to Big Sky this year? It was my first time. And I literally cannot believe that I've gone this far into my life without going there before. I loved it. It is the coolest town. And it's it's really fascinating because the town is kind of broken up into two parts. There's like the the resort side of it up at Big Sky Resort up at, you know, Lone Mountain or Lone Peak up at the very, very top. And then there's everything down on the Gallatin River. And there's kind of this no man's land in between that has really just kind of sprung up. And it's really cool. Um, lots of good little restaurants and outfitter shops and stuff. And didn't you stay in that kind of weird area in between? Where did you stay? Uh, let's see. We stayed at the Wilson Hotel, which is pretty much brand new. It's by Marriott. It's essentially a residence inn. And it looked like it had just opened. And there was not a whole lot around. So I guess that probably is the part of town you're talking about. But I just remember like sitting out at the pool or sitting in the hot tub and just watching the, the sunset with the mountains in the background. It was just, my gosh, it's just glorious. Yeah. <clears throat> So we got to stay, um, we stayed at the 320 Guest Ranch in July, and that was great. It's kind of, it's more towards Yellowstone, but it's still right there on the Gallatin River in Big Sky. And then we also stayed- Was it a ranch? Yeah, it's a a guest ranch. So there was horseback riding, and we did um, like a wagon ride out to a riverfront barbecue, and that was pretty cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then- um, What kind of room did y'all stay in? Like a log cabin or- Yeah, so we were in a cabin room. So it was kind of the way that it's built. It's built up from the Gallatin River and then along the base of a hill. So um, Mm -hmm. cabins kind of stretch along a creek. So we were out at the very, very end of that. So it was nice and quiet. Nobody around except for when people would ride horses by. So that was cool. Oh, nice. I know. And they they do different sorts of like family package trips where you can- you can have a couple of days with like a ride each day. It, it's it's a cool place. And what we, was it called again? Three Twenty Guest Ranch. And don't worry, I'll put okay. I'll put links and stuff. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. And then we also stayed up at the Big Sky Resort. There's a couple of hotels up there that are part of the Big Sky Resort, but we stayed in a cowboy cabin, and that was amaze balls. So that was up in the Moon Basin, up on Lone Mountain. It was gorgeous. We had separate rooms from the kids because it was a full-on cabin with a full kitchen and a deck with a hot tub and absolutely beautiful. And it's it's right on the cross-country skiing path. So if you get one of the cabins in the winter, you can ski out of your cabin. Oh, that's nice. I know. I I loved it. Oh, I could stay there forever. But there was more stuff to do than just hang out 
in our cabin. <laughs> so I know Chris did some zip lining up there going over the forest and stuff. Um, saw, he saw some moose while he was doing that. We had massages at the resort because, I mean, why not? And there was pools, so we enjoyed those. And you had your pool down at the hotel. So there's lots of great just relaxation in Big Sky, which I loved. What else did you do in Big Sky? Yeah, I mean, don't you... Don't you feel like it is a slower pace there? Like it is very relaxing. Oh, totally. Like it's, that was the first. So we, we went there for both um, part of a work trip and then actual vacation. <laughs> and there was, it was actually, it was vacating. I felt vacated. We woke up in the morning and made breakfast and just enjoyed the complete quiet, except for birds. Mm-hmm. We went hiking at Oozle Falls, which was gorgeous it's right there kind of actually just off of downtown oh is that that was on my itinerary but we never we didn't end up doing that it's a really pretty easy trail it's actually there was horses on the trail which was kind of fun um and just goes over the west fork of the gallatin river and the falls is surprisingly big and i mean the kind of those still pools that go along the path they're this beautiful deep green and you really want to jump in them even though you know it's going to be really cold and yeah, yeah. It, it's beautiful and simple hike right there downtown. Loved it. And did your did your boys do that with y'all? Is it easy oh, yeah. enough for them to do it? Totally. Okay. They're they're big hikers. We had one day this summer when we were in Yellowstone and they hiked eleven miles. They're troopers. <laughs> Let me tell you what, if I if I took my kids hiking for eleven miles, I guarantee you my college student would text me halfway through and tell me he hated me. So You know, our they kids don't they're not big hikers. <laughs> I love to hike, so yeah. but they're not. They don't want to go into the woods and hike around for hours. So. Well, but I mean, with your kids, you've got three of them. So is it kind of a mob mentality that when one starts to complain, the other two are like, "Oh, you know what? I agree. I don't want to do this anymore." No, <laughs> no. Usually, well, it's usually one will still give me some sort of sympathy and be like, "Oh no, you know, this is what mom wants to do. Let's, you know." <laughs> but the other two, yeah, for sure. But they like the zip line, which we did, or I did zip lining um, in Gallatin, which is nearby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it's just. And the north. zip lines went. Yeah. Yeah, so when it was where you zip line back and forth over the river, and they would have been totally into that. So. You'll have to take them. <laughs> Good oh, time. and then the, the other thing I did was um, I did fly fishing for the oh. very first time. I'd never done anything like that before with the Gallatin River guides. Okay, so you're on the Gallatin River um, that too. The Gallatin River is like the lifeblood of Big Sky. <laughs> yeah, and actually we went pretty far south. I felt like we drove pretty far south, but we were still on the river. And then we changed locations once because my guide wasn't feeling it, I guess. He didn't feel like it was a good enough, enough spot. So then we switched locations. And um, I was out there for about three hours. I caught 15 fish. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, Did you eat them or was, was it catch and happy. release? No, it was catch and release. Cool. Yeah, we didn't catch any, or We didn't keep any of them at all. Okay, cool. So would you say, based off of that experience, would you totally be up for trying fly fishing again in a different spot? Absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't even hesitate. I already bought myself a fly fishing rod because, (laughs) well, I was living in Oregon, so I was like, I'm going to go fly fishing, and then I haven't, but I've only had the fishing rod for like four months now, so. But I'm sure you can find something in Texas, so maybe. Yeah, there are rivers here. There you go. There's your your new new hobby. (laughs) 
Um, it was like really relaxing. Somebody said um, that it's like a type of meditation. When you get into the rhythm you know, of it. it just, yeah. And I just, I found it really peaceful and it was really calm and quiet. And I just could not believe how much I enjoyed that. You know, it, yeah. I love, I love just being on the river, but I do not do the fishing anymore. So I get you. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to. My kids will probably hate it. But. Well, they don't like hiking either. So what can you do? Um, they hate nature. No. <laughs> I wanted to, because um, we're, we're just about done chit-chatting because we've done, I'm looking at our road trip route um, and we've done, covered almost everything. I wanted to um, hit on, I know you got to go to Bozeman Hot Springs and it sounded like you thought that was pretty cool. So I wanted you to kind of talk a little bit about that before we were done. What What do you want to Yeah. It was interesting. Like I, I thought it was really well set up. Like um, most of the hot springs I've been to have been in Oregon or Idaho. And so you just pulled off the road and got in a river and there was like a part of the river that was a hot spring. This was completely different. This was a uh, elaborate pool set up. There were, gosh, um, anywhere from like three to five pools outside. They, they varied in temperature. And then there was also pools inside as well. And then they kind of had a more kid-friendly part. So I was outside where there were hardly any kids and it was really calm and peaceful and quiet. And you could just soak and relax. And, um, and then inside there were tons of families and the kids are like playing and screaming and laughing and just having a great time. So yeah. I thought it was it was really well, and it was cheap too. Really? Yeah, I'm looking at pictures yeah, right now, and it's it's gorgeous. It's so completely different from Chico Hot Springs where we went. It's like it's is amazing. It looks like a beautiful spa. <laughs> yes, actually, yes, it's a lot like a spa. Um, you know, because if you've ever been to like a really plush spa in like Puerto Vallarta or where they've got the uh, hydrotherapy and you go mm -hmm. from one pool to another, mm -hmm. it was very similar to that, except it's not a spa, but it yeah. is uh, kind of a similar concept. But yeah. Well, you know, we have an yeah. episode all about our Korean spa experience where you got the hot and cold pools. So if you haven't listened to that, you should listen to that. It is not quite as glamorous. I haven't, I haven't listened to it, but I'm a huge baby. I won't get in the cold pools. You know, I stepped in it for a second. Chris was cool with it. He was like, yeah, I love the cold pool. I'm into it. Um, not me. No, it's, it's, I, I know that there's health benefits. I can't get into it. Um. Same. I'd rather just be warm. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so Bozeman Hot Springs, that looks pretty awesome. Uh, we did some other stuff in Bozeman too. We found some cool, um, again, breweries. Montana is the place for brewing. And the um, Ale, Ale Works was a really cool place that we went. Um, after we did the, um, have you been to the Museum of the Rockies? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. So here's your next itinerary when you go to Bozeman. Go have your hot springtime and then find some good lunch downtown. There's plenty of awesome options. Um, and then for dinner or for after lunch, you go to the Museum of the Rockies and you check out their amazing T-Rex collection because it, it seriously, it's one of the best assemblages of dinosaur fossils that I've seen. Um, the hmm. Yeah, the Denver Museum of Science and Nature is really amazing for the dinosaurs as well. But the Museum of the Rockies, it's, it's their primary focus. And it's amazing. So then once you're done with the dinosaurs... I had no idea. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And once you're done with the dinosaurs, you head downtown, hit up the Ale Works for dinner and more like really good Montana food, and you're good to go. It's, Bozeman is the coolest coolest city for all of these different types of experiences all put together. Ah, oh, good times. Did you, uh, did 
Did you go north of Bozeman at all? Did you go up to um, Three Forks? Because that's yeah, where no, we ended. Yeah, so we I we did Three Forks earlier this summer, not on the same road trip, on a, on a different road trip. Um, and we did, we went out to like the headwaters of the Missouri River, which was really cool and really beautiful and interesting. Um, and we did Lewis and Clark Caverns, which is also right out there. I've got a really um, cool um, blog post all about Lewis and Clark Caverns. And we're going to be, oh, nice. yeah, we're going to record some podcast episodes talking about everything that's up there. So I don't want to, I don't want to give away the whole farm on that. But um, yeah, Three Forks was a cool area with lots of interesting sites. And I know I, we had some great food there. Did you, did you get to have lunch or dinner or anything in Three Forks? Um, actually, I had two meals there. We ate at the Bar 3 Barbecue Restaurant, and it was killer. Um, actually, that might actually be closer to Bozeman now that I think about it. That might not have been in Three Forks, but we did eat at the Sack Bar in Three Forks, which everybody raved about, and it was really good. They had great pasta. The Sack um, Bar? And it was, is that related to the Sack yeah, Bar Hotel? It is. It's, um, it's actually underneath the hotel. It's like the basement of the hotel. Oh. which that hotel is a historic like Lewis and Clark hotel. Um, they've maintained the property beautiful. It's got this amazing wraparound front porch. And when you check in, they give you champagne and they have these cute little cozy rooms. It's one of my favorite hotels in the country now. So we drove by it and thought to ourselves, we should come back here. And then we kind of forgot about it until just now when you brought it back up. And I did not realize that it was I will say, quite smaller. I don't, I don't know if it would be good for kids. Um, I know they've got a, like a little spa in there and of course the bar, mm-hmm. but my room, there's no way that my family could have stayed in that room. It's definitely for two people. It's very romantic, ah, really? but probably not necessarily family. No, but it's, it's really, it really is a beautiful hotel. Um, I'm just looking at pictures right now as you're talking about it. And I'm thinking back to wishing we would have spent some more time there, but you know what? I I just looked it up, and they do have little cottages, so they probably could accommodate a family. So sweet. So next time we go to Montana, we'll add that one on. Cool. They uh, had the best mac and cheese down in the sack bar. It was crazy good. Really? That's really funny. So the kids have become gourmet mac and cheese connoisseurs themselves, and they're very proud. Of <laughs> they're very proud of um their ability to find mac and cheese on any menu, even when it's not listed on the kids menu. So I'm sure they would find that and eat it up. But yeah, no, when we went through Three Forks, um, we, we had been hiking all day. So we were just tired. Mm-hmm. We found the, um, the Three Forks Cafe just has this wonderful outdoor seating with umbrellas. And it's so calm and quiet in this little town, even in like the middle of summer when you think like big tourist season. It's so chill that it's like the relaxing respite of central Montana. <laughs> I loved it. Great town. Thanks for reminding me that Three Forks is awesome. And it's such a tiny town. It's surprising that there's that much stuff there, to be honest. Yeah. Well, and there's, I know that, so in that specific, in this area of Montana, thinking about like Three Forks, Columbia, all that, all those spots, um, you know, outdoor adventures and guide services are a big thing. And of course you can always, you know, bring your own stuff and go out. But that's one of the things that we love to do when we go on trips is find those really cool local vendors that we can support. And, um, you know, having been a guide, both like a horse guide and river guide and stuff, um, I can say that that's one of the best ways you can support those small communities is by using those guide services. And Three Forks is a great place that has those guide services and Big Sky's got them too. And 
gardener. Yeah. Cool way to add something. And, and how would you recommend to somebody to, to find a guide? So, I mean, for on our blog, we are very good about finding good Viator links to share. Um, Viator is, you know, it's owned by TripAdvisor and they vet mm-hmm. all of their, um, they vet all of their tours and guides that they put into their network. So usually if something shows up on Viator, then we know it's good to go. Um, beyond that, it's also, you can always reach out to the local visitor center or like um, convention, convention visitors bureau before you go somewhere to get a recommendation. So with, with a CVB or a visitor center, those usually aren't membership-based organizations. So they are going to recommend who they recommend. They're going to recommend the best or whoever is in your price point that they're familiar with. So you can, I mean, if you're planning a vacation, literally just call the visitor center for the town you're going to be in and ask for help. I mean, that's what they're there for. <laughs> you don't have to be there in person to do that. But um, besides that, you can always you can always look at um, TripAdvisor reviews, which unfortunately I don't trust those as much as I used to, just because I've I don't either. Yeah, I've started to see some stuff that's really feels like paid placement showing up higher, and mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. Um, and I don't know if that is the case or isn't, but um, yeah. So you could always check those things, but um, I mean those of us who run travel blogs, that's why we run them is to provide our personal recommendations. So like for you with Gallison River Guides, voila, there's a personal recommendation based off of like actual living experience. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and they were so good. Yeah. And, phenomenal. and it's like, and also, so like we went out with um, Bear Paw Outfitters for horseback riding in Livingston. I would totally recommend them because having been a horseback trail guide, I know, you know, how to work with horses. I know what sort of conditions things should be in i know like everything about you know their tack and their saddles and what it should be like to show that they're being treated well and bear paw did that so clearly i'm going to put that recommendation like in my blog post about all that so Mm -hmm. that's why we run travel blogs right to tell people what's worthwhile (laughs) so yes well, cool. Um, I think that wraps up our chat for the day. Um, thanks for sharing your road trip stuff. I'll be sure to get some links to any content that you've got so you can send those over to me. And then um, be sure to check out the show notes, leave a comment, leave questions. Um, we've got some other cool stuff about Montana and Yellowstone already on the podcast. So you can go to twotraveldads.com slash podcast dot dash episodes and see what else we've got. And um, yeah, maybe we'll have Megan back another time where we can just dish about cars because clearly it's something we're both passionate about. <laughs> yes, we should totally do that. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out and um, I hope you have an awesome day. Thanks for day. having me. What? Anytime. Let's just make sure we schedule it at better advance next time. <laughs> That's all right. I did fine with five minutes notice. Yeah, no, that was great. It was, it was perfect for what I wanted to talk about today and awesome. So... All right, um, everybody take care and we'll see you next time on Two Travel Dads Podcast. Bye. Two Travel Dads Podcast is written by Rob and Chris Taylor and produced by Rob Taylor in Squamish, Washington. If you would like to be on Two Travel Dads Podcast or sponsor it, please visit us at twotraveldads.com slash work. <laughs>